morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is Friday, the 24th day of April, 2020. My name, that would be Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, Big J. Hello. Big J, nicely done yesterday with the Instagram live video with uh, yeah. Mr. J from Rival Sons. Good dude, man. Yeah, he looked like he was chilling out in like, his patio or something. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what he was doing. Where, Nashville, is that where he lives? Yeah, just on the outskirts. Very nice. Very nice. And uh, and so, seemed to learn a little bit, have a little bit of fun. And were you able to figure out how to capture it or no? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, I, I, I think at the end of the video, like, uh, I, I, there were some missteps. There was a step that I needed to take that I didn't. To, like, export it to something? Yeah, I fumbled. Eh, it's not okay. I mean, no, you're right. It isn't okay. It's okay. I, I, I downloaded about 18 programs on my phone yesterday to <laughs> try to capture that thing, but it was just, ugh. We'll nice. see. Well, uh, you've got about four hours left to see it if you want to. You can still check it out on the well, X's I'm waiting Instagram. for that to happen because then it might become available for me to save, maybe. I don't know because, like, you know, and you, you, you've, done, you've gone live before. Yeah. I've never had, and so have I. I've Not never, really on Instagram. What? We used to do, yes, we have. We've done it all the time on like our draft days and stuff. But I've yeah, never seen the video I mean, come I never available. Paid attention. Because, you know, early on, Instagram Live wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal compared to a lot of the other platforms. True. Uh, but it is up there for you to check out just in case it can't be captured. Uh, so check it out while you can. It's a pretty good interview today on the show. Trivium is looking for win number three during cage match. That'll happen in the 9 o'clock hour. We'll have a couple of instances for you to win some prizes from us over the course of the show today. Big J has a life lesson for you. We've got some news that we're going to get to today, including the possibility of us being about a week away from things opening up around here in the Treasure Valley. We'll give you all the details that Governor Little talked about yesterday and more as things Talk about the forward. draft, the NFL draft. We'll talk, of course, about the NFL draft. Did you watch it? Yeah, every, every pick. Nice. Were you impressed? Yes, and uh, there were some weird, there were some weird goofy things. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I uh, I just followed it along kind of on Twitter last night. Is how I uh, kept track of it, and happy that I did not waste my time watching that. That's why it was great. It was uh, a lot of fun. Sure. Why? What made it fun? It's football, man. Yeah. Well, it's the only stuff we have. You hate football. I don't hate football. Yeah, you do. I, I like. And the- you should after last night. <laughs> I should hate football. You're right. I hate your team. You're right. Well, listen, uh, we'll get into it. I'll put it that way. Uh, it's just, it's very, very frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Important stuff here in a few seconds. Let's get you some music. It's uh, Weezer, it's the sweater song on the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Turns out, Big J, the way you brew your coffee could affect your health, dude. What? Swedish study out there found that coffee made using a filter is linked to better health outcomes, specifically when it comes to cardiovascular issues and longevity, than coffee made by being boiled or put through a French press. How do you prefer your coffee to be made, Big J? Oh, I've never French pressed it ever. What is a French press? I'm not a coffee uh, you know, it's person, a, so... It's a press that... It looks like a, it's a cylinder, and then you press it down, like it, you have hot water in it, and you have the, beans. the coffee beans, and then you press it down and it so combines. like grinds it as it goes no kind it doesn't of? grind it's just supposed to put push the moisture through the i beans guess i've never to... used one. Oh. oh, like i just said i've never used it never done one 
I don't know would have been a better answer than. Well, I tried to say that, but you did, you wanted me to continue on with an explanation. It's not true. You said I've never used one, and then you're like, it's a cylinder. You no, then you're like, well, how does it work? You followed that up with how does it work? Well, I understand. I've never really used a jackhammer, but I understand how it works. Right. Right. But you don't and understand how. And I gave how you my assessment work. of how a jackhammer worked, <laughs> only for coffee. Well, you gave me the shape of it. Dietitian Lisa Dreyer tells CNN that unfiltered coffee contains more caffeinol ca- and quellrol. And those are chemicals that are found in oil droplets floating around in the coffee and in the sediment. And previous uh, studies have shown that these chemicals can raise bad cholesterol levels. And filtering your coffee actually removes them. Scientists also found out that who consumed filtered coffee also had a 50% reduced risk of dying for any reason compared to those that drank their coffee any other way. So, looks like you're doing it the right way, my friend. How does it feel? Great. Uh, does when you have a Keurig at home, right? Yeah. Is that technically filtered or is that boiled? Boiled? Yeah, because that's another way that you. I mean, it's not. Is it? Is I there mean, a filter I, in the thing? I, have, I don't think so. I have no idea how that works. It comes in a little cup, right. and then you put it in, and then it magically appears. I imagine the cup acts, acts as some sort of filter because there's some there's some stuff left over in the cup when you throw it away. I know that much. Oh yeah, it doesn't. Right. Uh, it does not. Uh, Come out in the the uh, you know, the leftovers. You know they don't get in your coffee right. unless you haven't cleaned it in a while and it's screwed up. So I'm going to say it's filtered. Sounds like it's filtered. Too. Sounds like it. You're right. NFL draft was held virtually last night, at least the first round of it ever for the first time ever during the pandemic. But the top selection was no surprise. Bengals took uh, Joe Burrow with the number one overall pick. Roger Goodell and team personnel and the players selected were all participating online from their homes, and it went pretty smoothly, all things considered. Washington Redskins took uh, Chase Young, probably the best player in the draft, with the number two pick. Rounding out the top five, Lions took uh, Jeff Akuta from Ohio State. Andrew Thomas was a surprise pick at number four from Georgia for the Giants. And then uh, Tua went from Alabama to the Dolphins at number five, which a lot of people had rumored as well. Favorite part of the draft, Big J? Uh, it, it was idiot Roger Goodell. Uh, so they have uh, they. The interesting part about it is, well, a you got to see inside a lot of these coaches' uh, homes, which is always interesting. Uh, but uh, Roger Goodell was doing his part in his basement, mm-hmm. and and so behind him he had a TV screen, and so they had like a bunch of. Uh, fans from every team, right? Uh, and I don't know if it was a Zoom thing or how they o- organized who those people would be. But much like you would have during the draft, you'd have people, you know, the fans of the team uh, being drafted, and so he would be addressing them as he's about to make the pick in, in some way. Or f- and it was so cheesy and ridiculous. And some of them you could see in the background were booing, uh, so just to keep it authentic and real. And I was like, like this is this is just the things that he would say uh, would be ridiculous. Like when the Dolphins, with their second pick in the first round, they picked an offensive lineman, and he had the card in front of, him, and he was showing them the card and saying, "Hey, Tua's got some help." <laughs> it's like, God, come on, is this even real? Are they even hearing what you're saying? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but either way, it went down, and rounds uh, two and three are tonight. And uh, I'm not sure how they're going to do it. It won't be the pomp and circumstance as it was last night. Like they're not going to have the the zoom of every player like they did last night. So we'll see. Yeah, how some it goes. of that some of that worked and some of it didn't really. But I mean, it was impressive that they pulled this off without any major hiccup. 
that was the impressive thing. Well, the trial run on Monday, I think, got out all the hiccups, which is good. So they kind of knew what to expect and were able to go from there. Also, didn't have any real trades, I think, in the first 10, uh, first 10 picks, which is kind of unusual. Right, right. But I think then that may have played into some of that. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty standard, non-exciting draft. I mean, only a couple of uh, real surprises, too, as the draft went on. And so, uh, you know, it, that's what kind of... Uh, Made things go down a little bit, but we'll see what happens as the draft moves forward. Still two more days of this stuff to go. Big J, a trailer for The Mandalorian dropped yesterday, but not the trailer that you are looking forward to. Not the season two trailer. The trailer for Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, the behind-the-scenes documentary about the Star Wars spinoff season uh, series dropped. It will actually go live May 4th, of course, Star Wars Day on Disney Plus, but you can kind of get a kind of sneak peek. Really, it's just a bunch of people sitting around a table talking about The Mandalorian. But uh, if you're into it, it comes on May 4th, and there's now a trailer for you to check out. Life Lesson on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yep, and uh, today's lesson, uh, Nick, for the most part, is uh, being grateful and, and um, you know having humility. Uh, those are important things. And a <laughs> hell of a month, Nick, to celebrate officially celebrate 20 years here at the x rocks right um and and i i, I gotta tell you it, it's one of those things as we celebrate 25 years here uh, you know it's just an emotional thing for me to think about because uh i, I have been here for a very long time and it's been such uh an honor because you have let me be in your lives for all of that time and and together we have kind of grown up so for a lot of those of you who you know approach us and come up to us when we were able to do that sort of thing and and, and talk about yeah i've been listening since bill and doug and that's when i got started here on the radio station uh and we share those stories and you know, I mean, listen, I, I grew up to be pretty much a, a man here on the, the radio station. First kiss, Nick, was a bit during the morning show. Right. Uh, all the way through all of those uh, life benchmarks that you have up into getting married and having kids um, and, and all of those things, you know, I have shared with everybody here very openly and, and you have allowed me into your lives. And, and so that's why I, I love to coin the phrase ex-family because it feels like a family. All of you have felt like my family and it's been a, a really amazing experience. Um, and, and in this last, you know, six, eight weeks, it's been really difficult. That's been the difficult part because uh, we've seen a lot of people have to make sacrifices around here. But, uh, you know, the, the thing I miss the most right now and the thing that would keep me the most sane is actually our live broadcasts when we go out and do remote broadcast nick uh at places uh, being able to interact and to talk with the people who have been a part of my life that i didn't know when you come up and we talk that's one of my favorite things in the world because then we get to share the stories uh with one another we we talk about the things we love we talk about the things we hate uh we'll disagree on some of those things and and i'll make sure and let you know that and you'll let me know that and that's fun but that's the stuff i live for of course i love going to the concerts and stuff but you know when you're at the concerts you don't get to really have those conversations or at least i can't hear what you're saying <laughs> um, and so I, I can't wait to we get back to a time when we can go back to doing those sort of things. But I have to be completely just, you know, grateful to everybody who has been there from the very beginning and listening and, you know, 
I, of course, I love it when you come up and tell me that you think I'm great and you've I've made your day or whatever. Those are things that uh, radio personalities love to hear because it keeps us going. But you have made my day. You have made my life. The sh- stories that you share with me uh, about you and, and, and your favorite bands, those are very important to me. That has been an important part of my life. And, and, and you know, 20 years is a long time. You know, in that time, some people can, you know, their passion can fade, but but that is not the case for me, and, and I hope and pray that I get to be here, uh, uh, you know, another 20 years would be fantastic, but I am eternally grateful to everybody that listens to this radio station uh, and has made me a part of uh, their lives. That's why I love writing these notes to people, telling them thank you. It's very, very important to me, so uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the 20 years. Uh, X-Rock family out there. I, I very much appreciate it. Is today the actual date? I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. Like, I don't remember. It's on that piece of paper out there. Yeah, I don't know how accurate that is. I see. But, but uh, you know, I was... I started doing uh, the, the, the sports segment for Bill and Doug uh, in September. So the very first weekend, it's or, uh, Monday in September. Um... Was uh, was when I started the first segment I ever did. So well, that, but I'm guessing you weren't considered an employee no, here yet. No, no, no. But but I, I count that because then for that six seven months period of time, I was here a lot. So <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably been like twenty plus years. Yes, I, I I always kind of say it's a year uh, ahead of time. But you know, I'm not recognized uh, except for that one year because that's when I was officially got hired and paid money. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So but twenty years, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. Good job, man. Congratulations. Feels pretty good, I imagine. Feels great. That's all you can have. That's positive and uplifting. I like it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Some important stuff is on the way. Hold tight for that. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, Governor Brad Little had a press conference, Big J. Hello, Governor. And he laid out a four-step staged reopening of Idaho's economy and said that it's underway. First thing he stressed was that he understands that they can't just open up everything all at once and go, go at it, everybody. No, but everybody else understands that. No, 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 they don't. Uh, but he did say that doing stuff like that is exactly what creates second waves of these things. And some other countries are experiencing those right now, and so he's trying to use those as a model. So the state launched a brand new website. It is called rebound.idaho.gov. And that is where Idahoans, that's like you and I, Big J can track the process of Idaho's rebound and kind of see details of the four stages of reopening. Each stage will only begin when certain criteria are met. Stage one, which is set to begin on May the 1st, if certain criteria are met, gatherings, both public and private, still should be avoided. Employers should continue to encourage working from home. And the following will still remain closed in stage one. Bars, nightclubs, gyms, recreational facilities, hair salons, large venues, restaurant dining rooms. Uh, daycares, organized youth activities, camps can reopen. Places of worship can open if they adhere to strict social distancing. The second stage, currently outlined to begin on May 16th, that's when restaurant dining rooms would be allowed to reopen if plans submitted to local public health districts are approved. With the current plan that he has rolled out, most of the state would be able to reopen by the end of June, according to Little. And again, all these things are laid out in detail at rebound.idaho.gov. So there's the plan. Now, whether or not everybody, you know, adheres to those policies and actually passes the protocol set up by the local public health districts are the mitigating factors in this, you know? 
Yeah. And if there is a second wave of the coronavirus because things opened up too soon, that would also impact all these things. So it's a very still fluid situation at the moment. But there's a plan in place. You can learn more and complain about it at rebound.idaho.gov if you would like to. But there's the plan. We'll see what happens a week from now. At least there's a plan. Yeah. And that's something. It's a start. NFL Draft was held virtually last night, first time ever, although there weren't a whole hell of a lot of surprises during the course of it. Uh, Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, went number one to Cincinnati. Chase Young went number two to the Redskins. That defensive line is going to be really, really good. Uh, Jeff Faduka, the cornerback, went to the Lions at three. First big surprise, I guess, was Andrew Thomas. He was considered to be by many a mid to late round pick. The Giants ended up taking him number four. Wait, wait. The Giants reached? Yes. No. Yeah. Kind of like David Jones last year. Uh, Tua ended up going number five to the Miami Dolphins. Not really surprising anybody except maybe Josh Rosen. And so uh, that was cool. Of course, uh, the the highlight for me, I, again, I watched it on Twitter. I didn't see the, the live stuff. But uh, <laughs> CeCe Lamb, uh, the Cowboys pick that they took. Did you see him uh, when his girlfriend reached for his phone? Or I'm assuming it was his girlfriend. The clip that went viral, you must have missed yes, it. Yes, huh? yeah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, and so his girlfriend read. He had two phones. One, of course, his personal phone. The other, I'm sure, for the draft stuff. And he was talking to the Cowboys. And then I guess his personal phone went off. And then his girlfriend grabbed it from him to try to see what it was. And he took it from her. He was not having any of that. It's uh, like, hey, that's my side hustle. Get yeah, out. Look out. And so uh, that was funny. My team reached uh, desperately in the uh, the late round. What are they doing? I'm not. I'm really not sure. I mean, I get it. You want to take care of the future and what have you by taking a quarterback in the first round. But you were in the NFC Championship game last year. Yes. Right. Right. So you are so close. Yeah. You're gonna waste your first round pick on the future when you are there right now. There was. It's ludicrous. It really is silly. I mean, there's. A, there's I wish. I wish we had the Nick response <laughs> of like two, three years ago. Uh. Well, it, it, there was a there. There's a lot of things that that make this a silly pick to me. Number one, uh, the fact that they traded up to to get it when there was nobody, nobody ahead of nobody them that would have taken going a quarterback. To take the quarterback so, unless somebody else was going to trade up and maybe gear grab him. But I'd probably have less of a problem with it if they would have got him at 30 than trading up and giving away a pick to get him when nobody else is going to take it. That was just bidding against yourself. But the other part of it is, yeah, yeah, the, the part that you said. They were, I mean, granted, they got their asses kicked in the NFC Championship game. It really wasn't even close. And many people called, they called him a paper tiger anyway. But, uh, you know, it was clear that the defense was the issue in that particular contest. You couldn't stop the run. And you have Queen from LSU right there who went to the Ravens. By the way, I'm going to keep an eye on this kid because I think he's going to be really, really good. And the Packers could have had them, but passed him up for Jordan Love. And then on top of that, you, you just signed Aaron Rodgers to a huge extension. So even if you trade him, let's say you decide that Jordan Love is the future of the franchise. Aaron Rodgers hasn't. When Aaron Rodgers was drafted, when Favre was going back and forth, he was also 35, which is the same age Aaron Rodgers is now. Right. When the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers, and but Favre had pr- talked about retirement for three years and was going back and forth on that, and that's when they decided he's to got, draft. He's got possibly 10 more years of playing if right. you want to go with the, you know Drew Brees. 
Breeze and, and the Tom Brady's of the Plus, world. Plus, Aaron Rodgers was there at 24 when he was supposed to be the number one pick in the draft. That's different than Jordan Love, who would have been there in the yeah, second it's, round. Yeah, it was I was shocked, and I felt bad for your team. Anyway, you can't do anything with Aaron Rodgers right now, anyway, because he's so much money against the cap that even if you trade him, he's $50 million, or I mean like $20 million against the cap this year and $50 million in the next two years against your cap. So you can't move on from him until, like, Jordan Love reaches his fifth year in the league. Unless he retires, and that's crazy. Yeah, it's... It sorry, was just, man. It was just a bad pick. It was a bad pick. And and I, I hope he works out. I hope he's the quarterback of the future, but I just think, you know, it's the continuing wasting of, of Aaron Rodgers' time on this football team. Uh, you know, he's the it's the first offensive skill player they've drafted since Aaron Rodgers. Fifteen years he's been there. They've never taken a skill player in the first round in Aaron Rodgers all of his years. And the first time they do it is they grab another quarterback. Uh, it's crazy. I don't know, man. I just it, I, it's uh, it's 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 rough, rough stuff. For Maybe me. find somebody for him to throw to. It'd be well. nice. It'd be nice. Well, they did sign uh, Funches, so there's that. Ooh. I know. What a stuff. Offspring has recorded a cover version of "Here, Kitty, Kitty." They barely did anything to the song. Well, it, it's an acoustic cover version. Still, I don't think they're looking to re- release yeah, it. Yeah, but you could have, you know. Well, listen, when when a song is as perfect as Here Kitty Kitty, do you want to mess around with it that Yes. <laughs> uh, it was from the Netflix docuseries The Tiger King. In the video, Dexter Holland and Noodles perform the song while wearing masks and practicing social distancing. They're accompanied on drums by somebody wearing a tiger costume and a couple of dancing furries as well. And so they had a little bit of fun in there. The Offspring recently completed work on a long-awaited Ted studio album, the follow-up to Days Go By, which came out in 2012, but doesn't have a title or a release date yet. So all of those things are coming soon. But you can check out their cover on YouTube if you'd like to see the Offspring cover a Tiger King song. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Holly Hill, Florida is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Uh-oh. And listen, it's unprecedented times that are going on right now. We can understand how you could be under a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and maybe it's hitting home a little bit harder for some people than it is others, right? Yeah. And so uh, this is a time of uncertainty. There's weird things going on. There's certainly a lot of stuff that's happening that you're not sure how it's going to all shake out. Uh, But just a, a word of caution. If things aren't going so well for you, you're not in a great mental spot. Save the breakdowns for in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's where I have mine. I don't, I don't need you out in public having a breakdown. And I don't know what caused this. I don't know what happened. I don't know. It's good for ratings if I do it here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just make sure I'm safely out of the room. And uh, and so there's, uh, there's more and more of this happening right now. And I know we have stories about this sometimes, but it feels like during the last six to eight weeks... People have been effing with food a lot more than usual. Yes. Really? Yeah. I mean, like they, they like uh, stuff at the grocery store and things like that. It seems like it's been the normal amount. You think? Yeah. Then that's a sad state of affairs. It, it has been a sta- sad state of affairs. Because a forty-year-old Lizette Santis is now in trouble in Holly Hill, Florida. Why? Uh, it is because she is accused of spitting food into the produce section of Walmart in a store there in Holly Hill, Florida. According to the Holly Hill Police Department, uh, Lissette Santis ordered online 
and uh, she was waiting in her car for her online order. She got her car. Uh, she got her order, I should say. And one of the things that she ordered was a sealed package of guava fruit. Big J, you're familiar with it, right? I've never had it. Uh, but she ordered it for whatever reason. And then, uh, according to the report, she uh, quietly and calmly got out of her car, took the package of sealed guava fruit, and then just walked into the produce section of Walmart, right? Yeah. She then started taking the bites of the fruit, chewing up the fruit, and then spitting it into her hand and then throwing that food all over the produce section of Walmart. Why? It's a great question, uh, of which nobody has an answer for. According to the arrest report, Santis uh, first walked over to a display of oranges and then projectile spat into the fruit bin. Projectile spat. Dropping pieces of chewed guava onto the oranges. Then she did the same over to a section of pears and then a section of apples. When the manager saw the footage and confronted Santis uh, about why she was spitting on the fruit, Santis replied, quote, I don't know, just cuz. When police spoke to Santis about the, uh, the incident, she told police she was aware that uh, there was a COVID-19 pandemic happening, and then she started smiling and laughing. Great. A report estimated that uh, the place is going to have to, re- the, uh, the produce department is going to have to replace all that produce, of course, which uh, runs them about $3,500. She was arrested and charged with recklessly tampering with a product and being is being held currently on $15,000 bond. So, again, it's very, like, I mean, that that's, that's clearly something isn't firing on all cylinders inside of her brain, you know? You don't order online the normal order and then just calmly walk out of your car, grab fruit, and then just start spitting yeah. on produce. That's not normal. Everything up to that point, pretty normal, man. Ordering online. Fruit. Yeah. Doing the right things. (laughs) Calmly waiting in your car for your order. Getting your order. Usually then is when you go about your day. uh, To stop what you're doing. Grab the guava fruit out of the back of your truck. And then just start hockaloogies all over the produce section. Something isn't right. It's not right. But it is your We're Going to Hell story. Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is the X Rocks. STP, that is plush on 100.3, the X Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we are spending a lot more time at home these days. And if you're single, maybe especially when all this stuff gets over, you may be tired of being that single. And so one of the things you may want to practice while you're stuck at home is your culinary skills, Big J. Oh, yeah. New research has revealed that 86% of Americans find cooking to be a total turn-on, Big J. What do you think about that? Yeah, me too. You find it to be a turn-on? Yeah. Now, uh, does the wife do a lot of cooking on that? No. Is that why it's a turn-on? Yeah. <laughs> like when she you. cooks breakfast? She she does a good job of cooking breakfast. Nice, nice. And it gets you all excited when that happens. Huh? Yeah. In more than one way, I imagine. The study of 2,000 Americans found that 71% said cooking is their love language. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Two or three Americans polled they had agreed they'd be more likely to go out on a first date with somebody that mentioned that they're a good cook on their dating profile. An additional four out of five said a first date talked about how they like to cook, they'd be much more open to a second date with them. And according to the results, the most surefire way to somebody's heart is to cook them a meal. Beats out flowers, phone calls, even presents is the best way to impress a romantic partner. In the courting process of your wife, did you ever cook out a meal for her? Oh, I'm sure that I did. You don't remember? No, I mean, that was forever ago. (laughs) 
Well, uh, back in the day, also, you didn't have the availability, right? I mean, wasn't room pretty scarce in your life yeah, we before? Had a, we had a kitchen. I, Come on, man. I'm not I saying didn't you live didn't. In squalor. I'm just, I didn't think you lived in squalor. What I'm saying is, when you were uh, pre moving into Let's the put life, it this way. You had I your was room. probably, uh, I, when, when I met my wife, I was eating hardly anything. Right. And you so, lived in a room with no air conditioning, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so bringing somebody over to the pad for a romantic dinner probably wasn't in the cards. Yeah, it was right. If you did some cooking, it was at her place, right? Sure. But uh, still a nice way to do it. You can skip the fancy night at a restaurant, too. Nearly double the number of respondents say they prefer my home-cooked meal for a date. Almost two-thirds say they've learned to cook and tried to get better at cooking to impress a date or partner. And funnily enough, one in three Americans have actually actually tried to pass off store-bought food as their own cooking in an attempt to impress a date. Now you that's do that. No. God, no. It's pretty, it's pretty obvious to me, you know? Pretty messed up. Uh, but either way, it sounds like a pretty easy way in order to get to another date or impress somebody that maybe would normally be impressed. So you've got lots of time. Practice up. Like, what is your signature dish, Big J, if you had one? Would it be enchiladas? Yeah, yeah, I think that one, enchiladas or, um, you know, spaghetti. What's the secret to the spaghetti? Uh, layers of flavor. Layers of flavor. Now you know. Layered it. And maybe, just maybe, you can get to the next level. I ain't level. giving out my secrets. I understand. You gotta pay for that. Morning after with Nick and Big J. When's the cookbook uh, gonna hit the show? Never. Oh. So nobody could even pay for it even if they wanted to. No, they could reach out and Venmo me. <laughs> you will privately sell recipes? Yeah. Great. Morning person after. Person person, that's it. <laughs> With Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes, your important stuff. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, the NFL draft was last night. It seems like a good idea for us to talk to you about the connection between your favorite team and your health. And in being invested in a team could come with some serious health issues. The Society of Cardiology found that when a professional team lost, it conceded it coincided, excuse me, with more heart attacks and male residents in whatever area was rooting for that particular team. According to the study author, the findings suggest that the mental and emotional stress of defeat can provoke some cardiac events. Fans, particularly men with unhealthy lifestyles, should take up regular exercise, about sm- avoid smoking, excessive alcohol consumption. These steps are key to supporting your favorite team as long as you wish without damaging your own health in the process. So, something to think about. And while not a reason why I take things less seriously, certainly another reason why it's a good thing that I don't let it affect my (laughs) mental well-being anymore. It is a kind of a relief to not have it uh, so seriously taken by me. that uh, Because last night probably would have started flipping some tables about five, six years ago. Oh, man. Bad idea. I like those days, though. They were entertaining. I entertaining! I don't, I don't like those. Well, you just like to, uh, to, to say stuff to get on my nerves back then. You still try. It just doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, it's very frustrating. <laughs> Good. That's Good. like the, It's like the buttons here on the console. Stuck. <laughs> doesn't work anymore. Popping off. The uh, NFL draft was held last night. As previously expected, Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick. He's headed to Cincinnati. Chase Young headed to Washington. Lions took Jeff Aduka, the defensive back from Ohio State. Andrew Thomas, the Georgia offensive tackle, went forward to the Giants. And the Dolphins ended up taking uh, Tua at number five. Six, Herbert went to San Diego. 
There were four quarterbacks taken in the first round, Big J. Only one running back, and that was the last pick of the draft, and many people were surprised by that, too. With all the running backs on the board, and uh, the Chiefs kind of reached a little bit, although the reason why the Chiefs grabbed him is he was considered to be probably the best receiving back out of the bunch, which is a big part of yeah. the Chiefs' offense, so it kind of makes sense. A little bit. When you're That's all about we it. need, is them to have a strong offense, right? man. Another weapon. Wow. Comes in handy for the Chiefs. Uh, Russian doll co-creator Leslie Headland is creating a new Star Wars series for Disney Plus. Big J. Details are scant, but sources say it will be a female-centric series that will take place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than the other series in the works. Two other Star Wars shows at Disney Plus are already in the works: the Obi-Wan Kenobi series starring Owen McGregor, and of course the Rogue One prequel series starring Diego Luna is also in uh, kind of a production there at the Star Wars universe. And now there's another one, so we may not be getting a whole bunch of movies soon but there certainly will be plenty of star wars series to keep us busy the morning after with nick and big j yeah and let's get you some music we've got disturbs evolution album ready willing for you to download it and we just need have you beat nick here in pop culture smackdown all right 208-287-1003 if you want to play pop culture smackdown big j's got some questions for you Hopefully you have some answers, and then if you get it right and you win, you will get this email to you, along with a personal, private, and very nice note from Radio's Big J. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah. So that technically is a prize package, right? Sure. Feels good. Here we go. Hello, the X. Morning. Morning, man. What's your name? Tim, how's it going? We're hanging in there, man. Good luck to you. Tim, this actor has been in movies like G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra, the 21 Jump Street movies, and of course, he is Magic Mike. That is correct. Nick Conan O'Brien succeeded who on NBC Late Night? Uh, David Letterman. That is correct. Right. Scott Stapp was the lead singer of what popular band in the late 90s? Okay. Oh, oh, Rush right yeah you're right uh the star uh this star of my name is earl got his start in acting thanks to kevin smith jason lee jason lee's correct right. what two metal bands are honored on beavis and butthead's usual t-shirts megadeth and metallica wrong oh. yeah one right and one wrong too. oh acdc oh. all right big j i give it to you what yeah you he, it's good he'll right he so, knew it. He just, you know, knee-jerk reaction. Nick, who did the New York Yankees play during the first televised World Series? Um, The Brooklyn Dodgers. That's correct. Right. Well done. This comedian has starred in his very own sitcom twice, King of Queens and Kevin Can Wait. <laughs> oh, Kevin, oh, uh, man. Uh, his last name, I can't remember. Uh, think, of, think of two first names. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, Wrong. Thanks, Tim. You came all this way. Guess we won't be seeing you at the Morrison Center with him. Hello, the X. Oh, 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 Big J. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Treasure Valley doesn't know. You have stumped That's that's bad for the sales of that (laughs) enterprise. Hello, the X. Hello. 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 Maybe we broke the phone. I don't think so. Hello, the X. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Uh, do you know the answer to the question? Uh, Kevin James. Right. Uh, Nick, which film won Jack Nicholson his first Oscar? 
His very first Oscar, huh? Mm, I am going to say One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Damn it! Is that All right? That's right. And now I'm out of questions. Yeah, feels good. Congratulations, man. We got some Disturbed coming your way. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all good to go. I mean, you went right through those. We will do a run of headlines. Like they were nothing! That is happening next on the x Rock. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by the TDS Fiber text line. You can always text us, friends. We're always looking for people to reach out. 208-287-1003. And remember, TDS Fiber, your new home for amazing prices on internet, phone, and TV. Headlines are as follows. Big J, wrong number. Confused is right. And still not sure. Wrong number. It's amazing what a one-digit mistake can cause. And Doriana Fontanella of Denver, Colorado says her cell phone has recently been bombarded with calls. Why? It's just one digit off from the state's fax number for the Department of Labor and Employment. She says she's been inundated with calls over the past several weeks for people that are accidentally dialing her number instead of the unemployment office. She says the issue really began back in 2008 when the recession was going on and then drew worse in 2013. She said she would pick up her phone only hear the tone of a fax machine as people tried to presumably fax materials to the Department of Labor for unemployment game claims. But she says that it's never been worse than it is right now. And she asked that you should triple check to make sure that you're faxing the right number. Because that could be one of the reasons why your stuff isn't going through. You understand? Wow. Especially if you got the wrong number. Now, that could be anywhere, not just Denver. You know, this is just one poor woman's story. But if you are dialing in the wrong number, that's one surefire way to make sure you don't get anything. So check, double check, and triple check. Confused is right or still not sure? Still not sure. We can thank James Gunn for this particular headline. He recently responded to a the social media trend, Five Perfect Movies. And one of the movies that he responded to was somebody said that Back to the Future was a perfect movie. So James Gunn brought up a fairly big plot hole. And it's a famous one. Do you, are you familiar with the plot hole? Like, uh, no. Why didn't Marty's parents recognize him? You know, as somebody that was such a, a pivotal person in their early lives that brought them together, why didn't they, when he later got into his teenage oh, years, yeah, go, yeah. hey, he looks a whole hell of a lot like the guy, or at least the dad would be like, what the hell, man? That looks like a lot, of the, a lot like the guy that used to be with before me. Either way, it's been a long-debated giant plot hole. Uh, After Gunn brought up the infamous plot point, even Chris Pratt got in on the disclosure, saying that he defended the movie, saying it could have been years since his parents would have perhaps originally uh, noted the uncanny resemblance between their son and a kid from high school 20 years previous. So Yeah, that would make make an... I mean, that's a good argument. Right, and that's exactly what screenwriter for Back to the Future Bob Gale said. Uh, when he was asked that question, he said in honor of the 30th anniversary, he would figure finally answer the question. And as it turns out, Pratt is kind of right. Gail told us, well, remember, Marty was in 1955 interacting with George and Lorraine for only a week. And if you think back to your old high school 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and you think about some new kid who was there for a couple of days, how much detail do you think you would remember? Yeah, but they did name their kid after him. Well, not, well I mean, not no, because remember his name, wasn't his name Calvin Klein back then? 
it was Calvin, right? Oh yeah, you're right. And so that yeah. was another, re- you know, uh, connection that they would make. Like, wouldn't you recognize the name Calvin Klein as somebody super famous now in that timeline? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's all. <laughs> when you put it in space and time, and you put it in that kind of context of like, you're right, dude. I. I, I, I meet people all the time I went to school with that I don't remember. And I went to a small school. Right. Right. It all it all kind of... But, you know, it was a pretty, pretty pivotal, pivotal moment in their lives. It did bring them together as a couple. Yeah, so, but they might not even really remember the the intricacies of that. It's true. Too busy watching wow. Biff wash their car? <laughs> Wrap it up with Confused is Right. Times are a bit crazy right now, but this seems like an extreme thing to do. The Grand Traverse Sheriff's Office in Michigan say many people were confused after a large sum of money mysteriously was scattered along a road in northern Michigan on April 15th. But now the mystery has been solved. Witness statements given to police say that a 60-year-old man from Michigan was confused and started to throw the money out of his car window while driving in the Blair Township. The money was found, turned over uh, to uh, officials by citizens, and has been returned to the man and his son. Officials say there's approximately $500 unaccounted for, but anybody that came across some money that was flowing around on the highway is supposed to contact the police for further information. So good luck with that. But you'd have to be pretty confused to start chucking cash money out the window, right? Yeah. So hopefully he's or okay. rich. <laughs> One of the two. Right. I mean, if you're convinced it's end times, that might be something that you would do. But again, just confused. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. <laughs> with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we're going to get you set up with some brand new music here. Uh, we'll uh, we'll figure out who that's going to be from in just a few, but in the meantime, if you figure out bad impressions, we'll get it set up for you. All right, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called Bad Impressions. It works like this. Big J has got three separate but equal clues. That point to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, music is coming your way courtesy of us in more ways than one this time. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Yellow. Hello. All right. Well, we tried. Good morning, the X. How's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Jose. All right, Jose. Good luck. Here we go. I was a really big deal in comedy during the 80s. I appeared in movies like Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3. Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy's right! Boom! One and done, Jose. Well done. Hang on one second, dude. We'll get you those uh, that music in one second. Uh, what was Clues 2 and 3? I recently made a return to SNL to support my Netflix movie, Dolomite. And I've been, I have been—I like playing multiple people in movies like The Netty Professor or Coming to America. And why is Eddie Murphy in the news? Hey, he's going to be doing some stand-up, something he hasn't done in a very long time, Nick. Uh, the occasion is Byron Allen's charity event, Feeding America Comedy Festival. It's a global live streaming special co-founded by Funny or Die and Allen's Own Entertainment Studios to raise money for nonprofit Feeding America. Uh, other comedians will be Andler, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish and Billy Crystal to name a few. It's going to be uh, pretty dang interesting and they're going to be doing it from their homes. When does that happen? Uh, it is going to be happening uh, Saturday, May 9th on the Weather Channel. Wait, wait, what? I thought you said it was streaming. Yeah, they're also going to have it on the Weather Channel. Oh, that's right. He's the guy that owns the Weather Channel now. That's the famous guy that used to host that weekend talk show that was a comedian that bought the Weather Channel. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
Holy crap. Yeah, I didn't really know that until uh, you just said that. But, uh, okay, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but they, you remember, uh, didn't Netflix throw a whole bunch of money at Murphy's Way 2 to do another Netflix, uh, stand-up special? Yeah, probably. I think he's going to be uh, kind of doing a return to that as soon as things can one can do stand-up once again. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next to the X-Rock. <laughs> That is Cake, and that is The Distance here on 100.3 The X-Rocks in the morning after with Nicky Big J wrapping up yet another week for us. Thank you for taking us with you, whatever it is that you're up to these days. We certainly do appreciate that. Got to celebrate at least in earnest Big J's 20th anniversary on the radio station. Yeah, thanks for the cake, man. Yeah, well, you don't even know when the actual date is, so I don't feel bad about it. I didn't. You just pulled it out of your butt today, and so I and then upset that I. You okay? But it was a nice way for you to thank the ex-listeners. Not really upset. That's what it was about. That is what it was all about at the end of the day. We also had a chance to make sure that you guys are learning how to cook out there. That apparently is the best way to attract a mate if you're looking to do that in this world. And of course, we had a cage match, Big J, of which we need a victor declared. I mean, there's no surprise here. Trivium, uh, squash, poor car seat headrest. Uh, but we will have a heavyweight match on Monday. All right. That is what we like to call in the business a tease. So you're going to want to make sure you tune in on Monday to Cage Match in the 9 o'clock hour for a couple of good songs duking it out as Trivium will look for win number four on Monday. Uh, also, more prizes up for grabs on Monday, too. Reminder that if you want to text us, you always can on the TDS Fiber text line, 208-287-1003. TDS Fiber, your new choice for lightning-fast internet, TV, and phone. We will see you collectively Monday. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the x Rock.